welcome everyone to Who's Your Band. Uh, I don't know why I'm screaming, but uh, I'm uh, Jeffrey Paul. I'm joined by Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? I, I don't know why you're screaming either, but we'll, yeah. uh, we'll have to deal with that. I don't know. I think you may need a fucking hearing aid. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know what, why I'm screaming. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I, you know, the thing is, um, the beautiful day out today. Um, the Jets won. I went for a victory swim in my pool. Maybe got a little bit of water in the ear. I don't know. Giants won today. Uh, Judge just hit two home runs. He's at 59 right now. Ooh, it's getting close. He's getting close. And I was just saying to my friend before, the only thing I wish about this was that he had about 20 less strikeouts. If he had about 20 less strikeouts, he'd have a great chance of wiping Barry Bonds off the the friggin' uh, record list. Is Judge the American League MVP? It's hard, dude. I think if he so here's the deal. Right now he has the home runs and the RBIs, and he's only one point behind in the batting average for the triple crown. As of right now, I think if he gets the triple crown, you have to give it to him. But Otani is just Otani is just a monster. He is an absolute monster. And I think after this season, depending on how good the Yankees do in the postseason, Judge is probably going to get an offer of about. I'm going to say a 10-year, $480 million contract. Just give him a billion dollars. Well, if you want my honest opinion, I don't think the Yankees have a lock on him re-signing. I, I think you're right. I don't th- and I'll tell you the two teams that I think have a good shot of picking him up is the Anaheim Angels. Can, no. you, can you imagine Otani and him no. on the same team? No. and here's They the have the money it. to do it. It's not that. It's that. They have Anthony Rendon. They have Trout. They have Otani. Even if they into edge, they have plenty of hitting. They don't have any pitching. Yeah, well, they except Otani. They do this every single year. This is a team that needs pitching. But who's your other team? San Francisco Giants. That's the team that would worry me too. Yeah, because that's his home team, and they have the money. And they have the money exactly. So I don't know. I think they dangle ten million, uh, ten year, four hundred eighty, and make him captain. I think he stays. I think that's the only. I think the captain thing is a big thing, and not a lot of people are making a, a lot of stink about it. But I think it's a very big thing. Any chance he goes to the Mets? No, 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 no. no. The Mets have the money. They he can... stays in New York. No matter. He stays in New York. He's a Yankee, but I don't know. I'm on the fence. I've been. I was leaning more towards San uh, San Francisco for a while, but I kind of. I, I'm. I'm pulling it back a little bit now, and I'm thinking he might just resign. I hope he resigns. It's good. Did they win today, by the way? Uh, when I went downstairs to my uh, office, they were winning 12-8 in the bottom of the ninth against uh, Milwaukee. But uh, they had runners on had the bases loaded. So I don't know. I'm going to check real quick. Uh, they won 12-8. Okay. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a trivia question at you. Shoot. And if you can get it. What movie is this from? Milwaukee, meaning... Wayne's World. Alice Cooper talking to Wayne and Garth backstage. Yes. You got, yes. You didn't even finish your fucking statement. I'm I'm glad I didn't have to. I I think I would have been disappointed if you didn't get it. I've seen Wayne's World probably 75 times, probably. It's one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. (laughs) The way he says it. And always say, anytime I say Milwaukee, I always say Milwaukee. Oh, I do too. I do too. And I smack myself every time I say it too. 
<laughs> it's one of those things. But anyway, um, we have a fun show today. Uh, this is a show that I look forward to. This, this is a hard show because what we're doing today is we are going to count down, in our opinion, the top 10 Metallica songs to do, uh, which is almost an impossible feat. I mean, right. to, to limit it to 10 Metallica songs, but this is going to be our lists. And, you know, folks, tell us what you think. Put it in the comments. Uh, we'd, be, we'd like to hear what your list compared to ours. So, Sean, why don't you start us off first? And we'll yes. go, we'll, go uh, we'll count down. So, we'll go from 10 to 1. Start with number 10. So, I, on this podcast, I like to think that I'm a little bit of the, of the wild card when it comes to these lists and things like that. You're kind of more of a... You can either go deep cut or you could be very basic as far as like the top hits. I don't think you're going to be basic with this one, but I, I'm I'm going out of the gate. But the first pick at number 10 is something that everybody's going to say. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, I picked frantic off of St. Anger. I had a feeling you were going to pick that. It's a great song. Now, here's the thing about this song. Everybody hates this album because they got a little experimental. Lars used this ridiculous snare that was really hollow and things like that. Uh, take, it, take Metallica out of this album. And if this is somebody's debut record, it's a great debut record. But because it's Metallica, it gets shit on a lot. The way it was recorded, very, very different. If you go on YouTube, there's, a, there's two different, um, I don't know if it's the same kid, but they take uh, Saint Anger and replace it with a real snare drum, and the kid records the whole album all over again with a real snare, and it sounds totally oh, different. And then uh, I don't know if it's the same kid or not, but another guy takes Injustice for All and actually puts a bass in that album. And when you put bass in that album, it's another completely different record because they they freely admitted that they they turned down the bass on that record. So I I am going with Frantic. I think it's got a great riff. I think it's got a great drum beat, um, even with that weird snare. I I tend to like that song. I keep it on my Metallica playlist. All right. Not on my list. And okay. Now, I had uh, let people know that we are recording this, and we're doing a Metallica Top 10. And someone just texted me, why are you guys doing a Metallica Top 10? Here's the reason. Very, very simple. This is a band that has been around for over 40 years that are still at the top of their game. Yep. They are selling out stadiums. You know, this is a band that has not lost, you know, we were just talking baseball, they haven't lost anything off their fastball. They are still maybe the biggest act in the world, okay? Concert act. They are playing, they don't play uh, arenas, they play stadiums and sell them out and they're still phenomenal. So, yeah, that's the reason why we do Metallica. Yep. And I'll go with my number 10 pick. Um, this is one of two songs that I picked off of uh, Ride the Lightning, and it is Fade to Black. Okay, not on my list. And I'm going pre- to preface by saying... Make it. First of all, I'm not a fan of that song. Uh, number two, I only have one record that has two entries. And the rest are all single off of different albums. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I love uh, Fade to Black. There was so many. It was hard to make the cut. And I was like, I can't leave this song off. But at the same time, I didn't know where to put it on the list. It, it was my last pick on because I was debating between a couple of other songs. Um, 
but yeah, I I I love the song. It's not it's a bad a, pick. It's not a bad pick. It's just not one of my favorites on that record. A little, just not even Metallica, not even a record, which is my favorite record, Red Lightning. It's a, it's a great record. The thing about Metallica is, man, they they are aggressive. They're heavy. You know, um, they're consistent. Um, and I like that they that they change and and that they. Expand. I do too. I you do know? too. What do you want to do? Be ACDC and put the same album out for forty five years? No, yeah. I'm sorry. I I, I, I like the way they change. When you do it right. But um, no, but but I do. I, I'm 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 along for the ride. Like you know, so if I don't like that, Metallica is also one of these bands that will come out with another record. You're now waiting 15 years between albums. Yeah. So they're, they're constantly working. All right. So that was my number 10, Fade to Black. So number nine for me. Uh, again, definitely you don't have this on your list. I I know it's for a fact. Uh, I was a big fan of this record, even though it got shit on a lot. I picked Fuel off of Reload. I fucking knew it. I was gonna say I knew it was gonna be off of off a load of. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that. I, like, I don't I, like I don't hate those records at all. Uh, and the, I'll tell you the reason why I picked Fuel. I always liked this song. I always liked this song, but I was a fan of just downloading music for a very, very long time. And now I have switched over to Apple Music. So I play random playlists off the rock and metal and stuff like that. Almost every playlist has this song. And it just I, I couldn't figure out, like, why are you picking this song? And then I really listened to it. It's a good song. And I think it's a carryover of a lot of the old school Metallica with a little bit of the new school uh, into it. And it's on, I swear to God, 35 Apple Music playlists. It's it's insane. It's catchy for Metallica. Yeah. For Metallica, if you're going to have 45 still, this would be a Metallica 45. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, they're, they're not going to put out the same stuff as Imagine Dragons does. No. But- in Metallica world, and you only have a limited choice of what you can put out as a single. I think "Fuel" would be one of those songs. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's a good song. It's catchy. It has a hook. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. It's a great, great song. Um, now, I would hope you would have this one, and this is off of an album I love. I love "Master of Puppets." Mm-hmm. I have I have a couple of songs off of here as well, and okay. it's "Welcome Home uh, Sanitarium." Nope. I'll come, Sean. I would for sure you would have this on there. Nope. Do not um, have it on my list. It's such a wicked, cool song. It's dark and is it wicked it, cool, Jeff? You know, I mean, like wicked. Like Did you move to Boston? Not, not, not in the Boston sense. <laughs> I mean, like wicked. It's dark. You know, you listen to this and in, 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 in wearing black. You know, like th- there. This is, has no shot at being played on AM radio. Yeah, but this is what I knew was going to happen. I was going to go a little more diverse, and you were going to have. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess. Now, no, you can give me the answer. You don't have to tell me what they are. I'm going to guess that out of your 10, you have six songs between Master of Puppets and Ride of Lightning. Um, no. Am I close? In the ballpark. Yeah, five. Okay, yeah. I don't... Um. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a great, great song. And I'm going to tell you, I had 16 songs written, and that was one I cut off. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I really thought yeah. you, you would dig that. Okay, we're up to number eight. So number so far eight. We, we've, done, we've done two, and we haven't had an overlap yet. Yeah, I figured it was going to be that way uh, through like 10 to 5. I think we're going to have a couple similar ones towards the top five. But um, again, this is a very different record for them. I wasn't a, a huge fan of it in the very beginning. Uh, it grew on me greatly afterwards. I picked King Nothing off of Load. 
Oh, you know something? I was I love that song. Mm-hmm. And you forgot about I, it. I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it came out on the Mission Impossible soundtrack. Right? Nothing. Yeah, it's, it's a great one. It's a great, a great song. song. Uh, very radio friendly. It was off a Mission Impossible soundtrack, and then they put it onto the load when they released Load. Um, that was one of those controversial uh, album covers with like the blood and semen. You know, if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's a great, great song. And it, it it's one of their better ones live when they play it, too. I mean, the last time I saw them, they rocked it. And it was the place went fucking electric. It's a great song. It is. It is. Again, n- much like Fuel, another song with a hook. Uh, I think later on, when you start to get out of the uh, the 80s and into, into the early 2000s, mm-hmm. I think Metallica, they started to make a little bit more radio-friendly songs. Sure, of course. And that happens with everybody. But, I mean, it really started with, you know, with one off of Injustice for All. It was the first video they ever did. And that kind of brought them out into the mainstream. Kind of like one of those bands everybody in the world heard of them, but nobody saw them. You know, like, unless you were a fan, you didn't know what they looked like. You didn't know any of this stuff. And people didn't know how to pronounce it. I remember this guy saying, you like that band Metallica? Ugh, I hate people who say that shit, too. I really do. But I think it's a great song. I really do. And uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see now. Now I think we're getting into the nitty gritty. I think now we're going to start seeing a couple things uh, that we're going to jive with. Well, uh, number eight, we're at least we're on the same album because I'm going to go with Till It Sleeps. You know, it was a toss up for me between that and uh, and King Nothing. So I really yeah. wanted to try and keep it to one song per record. I really did. I did. I couldn't. There was one album I couldn't do that to. So there are a couple uh, albums that you can't do that to. Well, I I did. I pulled it off. Yeah, but I mean, I, till it sleeps. You know, I remember that was being sold on um, not a single. But it was, but it was a single uh, CD. Yeah, right. So you had forty fives. You had singles that were cause shit. Because, and then you had CD singles too. Right, right. And then you had CD singles. I remember seeing that in the store. I was like, you know, why wouldn't you just get the whole album? It's Metallica. But I remember that was the the single till sleep. Yeah, that was. I remember that being played on um, FM radio all the time. And oh, that, yeah, that was a great one. I'll tell you, though, the reason why they do the CD singles was because they would always throw an extra different kind of track on there that wasn't on the regular album. So sometimes they put a live track on there or they do like an instrumental or or a B track. Pearl Jam was known for that. And I had them. I threw them all the way. There was like a, there was a great song called uh, Dissident oh, uh, versus and they had three different cd single versions of it and all three had five live tracks from a concert so you had to buy all three to get the full live concert it's good marketing but also i think that you got to remember that was all these songs are all before uh streaming oh sure okay so you couldn't you know now it's like if you see artists release songs and it's almost rarely they'll release the album first. There's always a couple of songs that get leaked. It's very, oh, yeah. right? Like, I don't think, I think in the world we live in now, I don't think people have the stamina for full albums. I thought that was part of the problem with the last Maiden album that came out. You know, they, they recorded during the pandemic. They have all the time in the world. They they write a bunch of stuff. They release a double album. Who in, who in this day and age has the time, or like I said, the stamina to stare and listen to a double album? 
well, real fans do, you know, not not your, you know, Johnny Cone lately kind of fans. I mean, look at the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They just put out a double album seven months ago. They're touring it. They have another double album coming out in October. How do you write four albums worth of material in a year and a half? It's like comedy. You know, you have comedians that, you know, famous ones that will put out a new hour special every year. And you know what? It's not always good. Correct. And I, think, I, and I think that's true with, with the music as well. Like Louie. Louie used to come out with a new new hour special once every two years. And they were always killer. Yep. Then, then he came out once, once a year and they weren't quite as good. Then he went back to coming out once every two years. And everything he's been putting out recently has been amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's, I'm sure there's been a lot of young girls in his dressing room since then. Uh, I'm not a fan of not a fan of Louis anymore. Since then, okay, go to uh, your number seven. Pick. Number seven. All right, here's where it starts getting a little different for me. Uh, I love this song. It's a cover. It's on uh, Garage Inc. See, I didn't. I purposely didn't put covers on. I did because this is one of those ones that people don't even realize is a cover. They think it's a Metallica song, but it's I not. Know. Yeah, I know you go. Know I this. went with Bread yeah. Fan. Where'd you go with Bread Fan? Oh, I know it. You got me. Really? What would you think I was going to say? Whiskey in a jar. I almost did. Whiskey in a jar. Jarro. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that song. I hate the, I hate the traditional Irish version of it. I'm not a huge fan of that you one like, either. You like Thin Lizzy's version? I like Thin Lizzy a lot. Let me tell you something. I will say Don Jameson great. got me hooked on Thin Lizzy because I really didn't know shit about that band until he really was like pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. I gave them a listen. And man, they are one of the most underrated bands I have ever heard in my life. You being the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? 100%. Oh, God, we're going with this again. Uh, but Red Fan is great. And then if you listen to it, uh, it's, by, it's personally, uh, by a band named Budgie originally in the 70s. Then they, uh, Metallica does it. But then if you listen to... Uh, Around the World by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They steal the bass line. The bass line intro is completely stolen from Bread Fan. Oh, Chili Peppers stole. Chili Peppers stole yeah. from Metallica. Note note for note. It's absolutely note for note. So check that out after the show, and it'll uh, it'll make you think a little less of a Chili Peppers. I'm not a big Chili Peppers fan. I love the Chili Peppers. I, th I think they're way overrated. And no, they're a great band. They're a great band. I, one of those bands I've never seen live, too, which is one I had to fix that. That's definitely got to happen. Let me just tell you something that's been bothering me for about a week. Okay. I did a podcast with our friends from War for the Crown. They had this podcast called this Not These Two Fucking Guys podcast. It's a lot of fun. They've been on our show. I've been on their show three times. Uh, I was a little under the influence, let's just say. Uh, I have a cicada in my basement somewhere. This fucker won't die. He doesn't do anything until I'm down here doing podcasts. He's quiet. He's silent until I start talking. And then this fucking thing won't stop for an hour. And it's driving me insane. Do you hear it? No. So you're going to screw around me too. Cause what they did, they knew that I was a little, they knew that I was a little high and they were like, Oh no, we don't hear anything. Now mind you, this thing is chirping and chirping and chirping <laughs> the whole time. Fucking pricks. Anyway, continue. What is your, uh, number your seven? Number seven? Um, I'm going to go with a po very popular one off of, uh, the Metallica black album. Enter Sandman. All right. And we have our first one as number seven. I mean, I made, I, I loved it when it first came out. And maybe because it's been on every single thing that even like 
like your grandparents would know this Metallica right. song. And that's why it's so low on my list. And number seven, it's clearly, I think, that probably that biggest or best known song. Yeah, it's by far the best known song. It's probably the most known heavy metal song of all time, too. If you really break it down there, you think that or would you say shook me all night long? No, I say understand that. I think everybody knows it. Um, I think that I mean, you might disagree with this. I also think that Mariana Rivera using that as his closing, you know, as his entry uh, song for the Yankees for all those years too, helped it a lot, too. I do. I think I, I think there's like one of those songs that were always played at stadiums. Anytime, yep. any any anytime you had a closer or you're looking to to put the team to sleep, they would always play and to Sam in. But but you know what? On its own merits, it it is a good song. Yeah, it is. And that uh, whole album is a great album. And people shit on it because they change their sound, they change their hair and everything. Any other a uh, heavy metal or hard rock album. artist puts that album out without the name Metallica. It's the biggest metal or but hard rock album. Of course, Sean, it's not testament that people are getting all, all crazy about it. It was a great album. It was I love it. Album is, is, I remember I remember buying it when it came out, and I remember I think I bought it on cassette. So did I. And I remember just like not taking it out of my Walkman and yep. playing it over and over i did the same exact thing and i remember saying to myself this is good this is going to be a monster yeah this is going to be a monster because every song was getting better and better and better yeah. and better on that record there, there, there's a ton of them that so, was yeah. my number four. Oh wow so you got it higher than i did yes okay. so my next pick at six now we can get this out of the way was the only other song that i duplicated off of an album and which is obviously the black album and i went with nothing else matters and the reason why I went with that is because it's very different from Metallica. Fate to Black is a ballad, right? Everybody knows it's a ballad, but it's still a very, very heavy ballad. It is. This showed uh, a different type of writing for them, which is what I liked about it. And I think Kirk's solo in Nothing Else Matters is his best solo he's ever done. And he has said, he said too, it's his favorite solo he's ever written. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on that because I think my number one I, I like the solo on that, but I I had that that was that was one I was debating. I didn't it didn't make my top ten. Okay, I'm not saying that it's not worthy because there's a ton of worthy songs already. Yeah, it's just in my in my humble opinion, I you know it it's the reason why I like Maiden so much. It's okay, like, no ballads, but. It's a good ballad. I mean, listen. It's I just because I'm more sentimental than you are. I have a I have a big squishy heart, Jeff, and that's you can't handle that because you, yeah. you you're yeah. in denial about it. You want to be like me. You want to have a soft side and listen to New Kids on the Block, but you every, feel you're gonna lose your metal card if you do. Every bad boy has a soft side. <laughs> <Even> Sean Morton. <laughs> what did you go for six? Uh, off of uh, Master of Puppets, the uh, title track, Master of Puppets. It's a, it's a, come on, man. It's a killer track. No shithead. That's my number one pick. Is really Master of Puppets is my number one pick. Okay, you know, it's just, it's just so fucking killer. Did you ever see the movie, um, Old School? Of course. When they're driving around in the van picking up people and that song is playing. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it is. I, I think it's one of the greatest metal songs that's ever been written. Oh, absolutely. Puppets is their classic album. Everyone will, will, no one will disagree that Puppets is their greatest album. Uh, for me, 
I mean, I remember hearing this the first time. And this is the first Metallica album I ever bought. So this was, I think it's the title. It's the first song too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember buying it at some little dinky place in Jersey City and going home and putting it on and just my eyes just bulged out because I know this girl in grammar school was big on Metallica. And I was like, I want to impress this chick. So I bought the record too. Man, to this day, I I still crank that at 12, no matter what. It's 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 up there. It's it's in my, like there's certain like if I want to piss people off or if I want to get something real, I just want to get really heavy. I do have a go to song that's not a Metallica song. Okay, but what is it? You have to tell us now. It's Painkiller by Priest. It's a great song. I love Painkiller, even though Touch of Evil is a much better song. But Painkiller is a great, great Judas how Priest. Many, how many songs start off with a drum solo? Not many. It thank God. The drum solo. Yeah, not and many. That's a great one. And then just when you don't think you can get any faster, it gets faster. Oh, yeah. Indians is kind of like that, too, from Anthrax. I, I, I love Priest, but that to me is the definitive Priest song. And I think Master of Puppets is. Is is in that same category. I we say me down. and you take a fucking trip, Jeff. I say me and you take a trip. Let's fly down to Brazil in December. Me and you, just a weekend trip, and we'll go see Knotfest. Slipknot's headlining. Judas Priest is direct support, and Pantera is opening up. We would have to get into a fight with somebody after that night. I mean, oh, that- it'd be me and you fighting. That, that's definite. <laughs> I mean, that is just like... That's right. And, and, and there's 13 of the bands besides, but that's just the top three. Super aggressive. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's, we we got to see about making that happen. Yeah. 25,000 uh, people, seven chicks at that show. <laughs> how was Rush not on that bill then? Ugh. Have you ever gone to a Rush show? No. And thank God I never will. That's I amazing. hate that band more than anything. They were pretty good at the Taylor Hawkins uh, benefit. I skipped right past it. Uh, you're an idiot. Nope. Yes. Right. Number five. <laughs> Number five. I'm running down. I'm running out of picks because you picked most of mine. I picked one. First album. Had to go with one off the first album. For me, it's Seek and Destroy. That is my number five. You're number five, too. Okay, great. Hey, that's both our number fives? Yeah, that's my number five. Hey, you know, I'm really cool that we, that happened. I'm glad at least one yeah, of them. Yeah, we only had a couple. I mean, I honestly only thought we were going to have two or three. So far, we have three, and we st- I still have uh, two more picks to go. Yeah, that's a, gr- that's a great one, man. Seek and Destroy. Yeah, it's a great intro. It's one of those great intro yeah. riffs. You know what I mean? And I never forget, uh, like, my uh, senior year talent show, and there was a, a group of kids who were like, freshmen and sophomores and they just played this and it sucked so bad like really sucked horribly one of those memories that sticks in your brain but i love it that whole first record again too is was so different than anything anybody ever heard at that time you know what this whole show has been so far but it's like we bring up songs we go oh that's a great one yeah <laughs> oh yeah but well it's a top 10 list show of course it's gonna be like that every song that we bring it up oh yeah i love because that again you, you hit the you hit the nail on the head before we're picking a band who is the biggest heavy metal band of all time okay yet sabbath i get it zeppelin i get it all metallica is the biggest heavy metal band of all time across the board okay i don't know if those other two bands you mentioned are heavy metal black sabbath is not heavy metal they're the godfathers of heavy metal. Don't say Deep Purple, you prick. I'm not going to. 
Black Sabbath is the is the, oh, the Godfather's of heavy metal. First of all, you consider Zeppelin heavy metal? No, not really. You put them in the same category as as Metallica and Megadeth? No, no, no. And I should maybe I shouldn't have said Zeppelin. Maybe I should have said something. Could you say Sabbath and and ACDC are more hard rock than heavy metal? Sabbath is a metal band. Sabbath is the first heavy metal band of all time. I think they're more metal with Dio than they are with Ozzy. Nope. Not, yeah. even, not even close. Not even close. I don't think a song like Fairies Wear Boots is a metal song. Not every song has to be super heavy metal, too, though. Well, again, look at Fade to Black. It's a ballad. Look at, like I said, Nothing Else Matters. They had ba- they had ballads, too. They had said they did changes. Um What's the other one? Planet Caravan is, is a slow brooding song too. All right, let, let's let's take, let's take a, a heavy song. Uh, I like you know especially with a heavy uh, bassline song like NIB, right? Mm-hmm. My and, probably my favorite Sabbath song. It's a great song. Um, is that heavy metal or is that a, a hard rock song? That's a metal song. Yeah, not I mean, all metal. It has to be speed. Not all has to be super crunchy. Oh, man. Children of the Grave. Oh God! And I'm sure you've heard the uh, Nativity in Black covers albums too, right? Of course. Bruce Dickinson does it a, a, just in a brutal version of Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Probably the best cover on those records too. And I'll say the second best was Ugly Kid Joe, one of my favorite, most underrated bands doing NIB. That is a just a, a destroying version of that. Mm. Gotta check it out again on on another show that I do. Um... You know, we we we, cut, we go deep track uh, takes into albums. We were doing you know every every week we do a different theme, and we were doing cover albums. Mm-hmm. And I forgot about the Sabbath cover album. That's a great cover. I wound up going with um, Dream Theater, one of the uh, uncovered. Because um, I just I, I just love Dream Theater. You, so do I. But you you put that over Nativity in Black. Jesus, oh, you, know what, you know what happens? Certain records come on my playlist that I just start to obsess upon. And like for I get a, that for a past month, I have, you know, I'm still going strong with, you know, dream theater. I, I, I mean, I just, I just absolutely, you know, I discovered this band late and right. I just really, really dig them there. They're, I mean, it just, I'm amazed at how tight musicians they are and just, just really real good. Just like the band we continue talking about here. So we got the same number five, Seek and Destroy, off of the first album. Mm-hmm. Is the first album, Kill Em All, is that an album or is it an EP? No, it's an album. No Left to Leather came out first, and that was the EP. This is the first full length. Okay. And this was still on the original album? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. It was on Megaforce. Right. Uh, okay, so we're up to number four. Go well, ahead. mine from number four was Taken with Enter Sandman. So my next pick... Well, hold on. Let me give you my number four then. Okay. Okay. My number four, because maybe you may have, uh, wherever I may roam. Not on my list. Wow. Really? Over the black? Yeah. Wow. See, I, I oh man, I think. My favorite. I would have taken Sad But True any day of the week over that song. Uh, I, I love Wherever I May Roam. Only, only, I mean, come on. It has such a great melody, um, like melodic line to it. I mean, it's a really cool, cool song. Love that. It's a one. great song, but it's not even the top five on that album. 
And so it just definitely didn't even, it's number four on my list, didn't even make your top 10. Didn't even make my top 16, which I whittled down to 10. Just so people who are listening to this understand, this is how deep this band is. So when someone uh, texts me and say, hey, why are you doing, guys doing uh, top 10 Metallica? This is the reason why. When, yeah. when you have, a, when you have, when you have a, a catalog this deep, you know? Exactly. Can you imagine? Like if you're in the band and you have to now pick the set list and songs you're going to leave off because you're going to be pissing off fans. Well, that's one of the things about Metallica too is they they go really deep into their set list too, which I think a lot of people agree is a great thing because they can easily do a greatest hit set. They can do that. They've also have done this recently. They'll play multiple nights at a venue, not repeat the same song twice. Yeah, I dig that. I dig that, especially for a, a band that I love. Listen, I'm looking at the Metallica album now. We both had Sandman, all right? Now, you pick wherever I may roam. I picked Nothing Else Matters. Uh, Holier Than Thou is better than wherever I may roam. Sad But True is better than wherever I may roam. And my favorite song on the album, and I didn't put it on the list, because it's simply just my favorite song. It's not their best song. It's Through the Never. I think it's the heaviest song on that record. Mm. And I dig that one a lot. And here's the thing about Metallica, too. Now, people may not understand this about them. Um, there was a thing that came out in 2021 called The Blacklist. Do you remember this? What was that again? So The Blacklist was a Metallica. They, they had a they covered the Black Album for the 30th anniversary of the Black Album. And you mentioned this on the show before. That's why. Yes. I yeah. And they have. um I mean, j just to start, they have pop people, rock people, metal people. Uh, just with Enter Sandman, they have Alessia Cara, who's a pop star. They have Ghost doing a version. They have Juanes, who's a Mexican singer. And they have Weezer doing it. So, like, there's some songs that have, you know, three or four. I think Nothing Else Matters has 11 versions from people. Okay. Uh, Sad But True, they did Royal Blood, who's a great band. I know you love them, too. They did a cover of that. Holier Than Thou, they have Corey Taylor's version is off the fucking charts. Uh, Biffy Clearo, I don't know if you've ever heard of this band. They're an amazing Canadian band. Uh, the Unforgiven, I mean, they had seven versions of that. Yeah, Wherever so I May Roam had four, but Nothing Else Matters has 11 versions of this song. So, again, that's something that really resonated with people. Did you pick Unforgiven on your list? No, I did not. That's another song that, I, that totally slipped my mind on this when, when, when making this initial list, too. Another song that I really like. And I know I'm sitting here arguing about not liking slow songs, but yeah. that's, that's still such such a great and it's a powerful song because they've done three different versions of it, too. Yeah, but you know what? It's like, I don't think James gets the respect as a singer enough. He doesn't at all. And that's one of the things I always push by Metallica is that they're great musicians. And he is a fucking great guitar player. Because Kirk Hammett's another level, you know, he's one of those next level guitar players. But James writes most of the shit. Yeah. But, he, but he's also, you know, it's like in comedy, like when you do, if me and you did the exact same set, Mine would be better because I'm a better comedian. I have better stage presence. My timing is better. My I actually don't stutter and mumble all of my fucking self every time. You know, I am animated. You know, I can control an audience. I can captivate an audience. I mean, I can keep going if you really want. Yeah, it goes without saying. I you know I, I come on stage, I sit in a wheelchair and do nothing. Um. <laughs> part, of, part of my favorite part about this show is just constantly berating you. You understand that, right? Yes, I do. But, okay. my, but I'm trying to make a point that my 
my my my point is is like if I'm t- talking about something that is like you know is is real to me, I'm going to connect with it more than you, sure, and, and and vice versa. And I think that's the thing with with James when he's singing these songs, but especially a song like Unforgiven. You know, you could feel it. You could yeah. feel the passion. Listen you know, to the, the words, man. The, the words, man. The words. Listen to the words. Go for your number three, because I have a feeling that we are going to start to duplicate. You're not going to have this song. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to have this song. This is my one that I picked off of Injustice for All, which some people think is their heaviest record. I tend to agree. I wish it had bass, but that's another story. My number three is Blackened. No, I do not have that. That's your number three. That's my number three. That is one of their heaviest songs. And again, I think one of my top three, which is insane. Uh, You don't know that yet. I only have one pick left because you picked my number one. So Blackened for me, again, first song of Injustice for All. When I heard it the first time, that was the heaviest song I ever heard in my life. So again, I was 12 when that came out. So when I heard that, I was, I literally, like, my eyes just bulged, like, really, really heavy. Like, they just, they popped out of my head. I was like, what, what am I listening to? For me, again, I wasn't a fan of, like, the Slayers and the Testaments and all the rest of the thrash metal that was out there that was faster than Metallica. But for me, what I heard from them, this was the fastest, heaviest thing I had ever heard. And it just stuck with me. It's always been my favorite song on that record. And I think it's a grossly underrated song. I love when when just songs just kind of like resonate with people. They really, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's just it stuck with me. I can I can tell you exactly where I was. I was in my friend Jonathan Bentley's mother's minivan. We went to Freehold Mall, and I went and I had like fifteen dollars on good me. Mall. What's that? Good mall. It's a beautiful mall. I right. remember buying this tape, and there was two girls in the in the minivan with us, and I couldn't give a fuck about the girls that were in there. Jonathan's doing whatever he wants to do, and I just put this on my headphones, and I just sat back, and I just I I felt it. It just I felt it from my head to my toes. That song. That's why it always stuck with me. Completely stuck with me. Okay, it's a good pick. Uh, my number three. Go. Uh, I've heard the song a billion times. Um, I, when I was coaching football, you, you know, teams would come out to an entrance music. Fuck, you're going to take my last song? And, and really? Is, yeah, off of Ride the Lightning, For Whom the Bell Tolls. All right, well, this is a good show, people. Oh, no, 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 we're not. Hold on a second. It, it, it is a phenomenal song. I, a great know, song. I've, I've listened to it a million times. Like, is. There's very few other songs that, like, when you're coming out of a locker room and that's and that's playing that, the you know, how can you not get pumped up and psyched? How here's how you not? know it's a, here's how you know it's a great song. You have for whom the bell tolls, and you have hell's bells, and they both start with the same gong. So after the second gong, the bell not a gong. Whatever, I took my gummies. So the bell hits right, and then like right when the second one hits, I cross my fingers to hear the. Otherwise, if it's hell's bells, I turn it off. I love hell's bells, but I, but it's. 
for whom the bell tolls. Like, let me yeah. tell you something. There's two songs in this world that if I had to fight Mike Tyson, these is what I want to listen to. I want to listen to Hallowed Be Thy Name and or For Whom the Bell Tolls. You wouldn't pick, you wouldn't pick Man Eater by Hall and Oates? I would not pick Man If you're fighting Tyson? If I was going to fuck a guy, maybe I would think about putting a, a man eater. Okay. <laughs> Which would be an appropriate song. But if, but other than that, we may have to actually cut that line out. In the- no, no, no. That's a snippet. That's a snippet that I'm going to play for you every time we work together now on the road. I'm going to open up. Hey, everybody, listen, Jeff Paul here. And it's going to say, if I were to fuck a guy. Yeah, I'd play man eater. Uh, which I said, which, which is an appropriate song, but for who, if I'm going to fight a, a dude, I'm putting on for whom the bell tolls. Uh, it, it's, it's a, it's great, just one of those. Dude, it's a perfect metal song. Now I can't believe. Now I have two left, and you have none. Yeah. I can't believe you don't have these songs on your list. Go ahead. Let's see. I'll tell you why I don't. Okay. Number two for me was is sad but true because you kept bringing it up. I love, I absolutely, it's my favorite song off of the Black Album. I remember when I bought this album, that was one of those things where, like, because it was a cassette, you had to, like, go back and rewind it. Mm-hmm. And this this was my go-to song. At the time, what was it, 91? Yep. I don't know if there was a more perfect song that had come out. Again, it could be hollow be thy name which is my favorite metal song of all time but i mean this is in my top five sad but true and then you know what, what kid rock uh recently sampled it uh too well not recently but well, recently yeah 20 years ago american right. badass right which is still i still i like that song because it's sad but true yeah it, no, it, that's it, a great one man it was on my 16 it was one of the ones i cut off it never gets boring i don't know how in god's name you could leave this song off sean how do you leave Sad Patrol? It's a it's a top ten. Is this an encore song for them? Should be. This is one of those songs, and I'll never forget Jim Florentine saying this when he saw Guns N' Roses, and he goes, and the second song they played was Welcome to the Jungle. It's their biggest fucking song, and they have it on a second. They don't close with it. You know, Sad But True is like that. They can put that anywhere on the set. They could put, they can open with that. They can throw it in the middle. They can close with it. It's a monster. It's a monster song. I had it on my list. That was one of the ones I whittled down. And then my, my number one, which I can't believe you did not put this on. It's to me, it's insane is one. It's oh, I hate uh, one. I uh, hate that song. Uh, listen, first of all, it's a spooky video. It's scary. Did, it, did, did you have read many sleepless nights over watching uh, it, this video, it, Jeffrey? It was, it was disturbing, but just to build up and then how it, you know, how how it starts off and and what it is and then how it just gets so heavy. And the, the, you talked about uh, guitar leads. It's a great lead in this. What are you out of your mind? I'll how tell can, you what I would take over this. Any my number story. one song. It wasn't even on my sixteen. Oh, you're so. Oh, I, see, this is you. This is you. This what, is because I'm this diverse is, and I'm right. Yes, you're diverse. You're like Joe Biden's cabinet. You're diverse, but oh, you're not God. right. Okay, it, it's it's like you started a a, um, a shitstorm on Facebook this week with my Dio comment. Like, yes, I did. Because yeah. again, it's not he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. I love the guy. He's one of my favorite singers of all time. He's the greatest metal voice of all time. Does his catalog hold up? Yes. No, it does not. It between, does not hold up. Between Rainbow, 
Sabbath and his solo stuff? No, it doesn't. percent. No. You're going to say Depeche Mode belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame over Dio. 100%. Now, now your edibles are kicking in. No, 100%, because Depeche Mode was one of the biggest bands of a whole genre. And they started off their sound in the 70s, changed it in the middle of the 80s. Eight, late 80s, early 90s became one of the biggest bands on the planet. You talk about a Mount Rushmore of great metal singers. They're, He's on there. Yeah. So therefore, he deserves to be in the rock hall. The catalog the does argument. not fit the bill. I'm sorry. There's a ton of bands who don't belong in there. We've had this conversation before. And Richie Byrne was kind of trying to go after me with this. And I said, yeah, I don't disagree with you that there's other bands that don't belong in there. I just don't think that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Much much like I, I led this campaign to get Pat Benatar into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I am now – is going to all be about Dio. Did Dio? I tell you when I when I bumped into him – about who Dio or yeah, not really, not really bumped into him. You would have, you would have destroyed him. The second to last time that I went to LA, one of the things I wanted to do was every time I would go out there, I would stalk the rainbow and try to meet Lemmy. Lemmy's one of my favorite people who's ever lived on the on the planet. Okay, okay, because you're a dick. So I I couldn't meet Lemmy. I would sit at the rainbow. I would sit in his chair. I would I would look at the at the game screen. His name is on the screen everywhere passes away okay so i go to the cemetery i find out the cemetery he's in he has a very humble uh little mausoleum kind of thing it's only about that big has his name of course it's all stuff that's on the ground there's tons and tons of lipstick prints all over the all over the thing people are kissing him leaving jack and cokes whatever then i turn out and i see this monster i'm talking this has got to be 40 feet long 20 feet high and about 20 feet deep it's this gigantic marble fucking crypt. And I'm like, uh, this has got to be some sort of huge person. It was Ronnie James Dio. It was literally right around the corner from Lemmy. This monstrous, gaudy fucking thing. So your story is you ran into him when he was already dead? Yeah, basically. What I was getting at. <laughs> but even worse than that was when I was walking out of the cemetery, I see all these fucking nerds. Right. And there's this crypt that's about 150 feet tall. And it was Carrie Fisher. And her mother, Debbie Reynolds. Oh, wow. All the Star Wars nerds were sitting around fucking paying homage to her. Mm. That's when I ran into Dio, by the way. And I'll tell another time I ran into Dio. Uh, my uncle's wife, when in 1985, used to work at a, a IHOP uh, right on Route 17 in Hasbrook Heights, very close to Giant Stadium in the IZOD Center. And she took a uh, old placemat and Dio signed every, everybody in Dio, Vivian Campbell, him, all signed. I had it in a frame forever. And when I moved, I was like, eh, and I threw it away. Oh, what an idiot. Yeah, totally. One of the few <laughs> things I regret. One of the few things I do regret. But I will tell you, Dio. with your pick of one, I would put Creeping Death at number one before the song one. It was, that was one, if, if I... I don't have it down here with me, but um, I. So what I did was, I went and looked at various the Metallic albums, and I was just like songs that I know that have to that I have to. But Creeping Death made my initial list. I think I think when I first started, I was at twenty something. I'm like, how am I going to cut this in half? And so what? So my criteria was a couple of things. You know, the first time I heard one and how it just connected me and really wrote me into Metallica. This was the one. OK. Um, after that, I couldn't wait and to listen. And then 
uh, when the Black Album came out and Sad But True is my favorite track off of it. That's the reason why it had to be number two. But but the first song that I absolutely fell in love with Metallica, I was like, holy shit, I could listen to this band, was uh, one, then Sad But uh, True. And then I started going back into... Uh, that they're they're uh, dark. I didn't realize <laughs> that because again, I make I make jokes all the time. But you are a couple years older than me, so I figured you would have listened to Metallica from when they first came out. Like you, you had the chance to see them at Lemore, you know, back I, in the early '80s and shit. So that's I, why I figured you would go a little deeper. I did. I was more of, and if you saw pictures of me, I was more of a hair metal guy. You know, I liked uh, Dokken. I liked uh, I liked Warrant. I liked you know Priest. I you know I, I liked all all you know even though they, I wouldn't say they were a hair, hair metal guy. No, only I, one I, of those three is a hair metal band. I loved um, I loved uh, Cinderella. I loved uh, you know I, you know I, I loved that whole scene. I you know, loved yeah, Molly, too. That's like, still my favorite scene. That's still my favorite music. You know, 35, 40 years later, that to me, I will put on an eighties metal uh, playlist before I put anything else on. Any day of the week. And somebody posted this the other day. Who do you pick? Do you pick po- uh, Poison or Warrant? It's a good one. I'll tell you. Um, here's the thing a lot of people don't know about Warrant. Uh, Poison. Not a lot of albums. And not, you know, they they have a very hard time filling out a headline set. Um, I'm absolutely wrong. I'm absolutely right. No. Uh, that's that's why they play this basically the same set all the time. The only way they have about four albums. I'm not. I'm. I'm even going to include the Richie Kotzen stuff as well. I know you really like Richie. Uh, but yeah. I think that's a, that's a tough one for me. Uh, I just maybe because just because recently, you know, when I saw Poison, I thought they were great. I'm going to go with Poison. I think I go with Poison too, and the reason why I say that is just because of the amount of hits that they had. Yeah. But they don't have a lot. Of, they don't have a, a. They have big hits. They don't have a lot of hits. You're you, out of your mind you, if you think they have. They don't have a lot of hits. Off the top of your head, give me, give me seven. Talk dirty to me. Look what the cat dragged in. I, I want action. Nothing but a good time. Fallen angel. Unskinny bop. Let it play. Ride the wind. Something Boy, to believe in. Every rose had a storm. I've already had ten. I haven't even started yet. There's ten. Right it's not a big one. It's a great song. It was it was a it was a number four hit. Wait, hold on a second. Uh, let me let me pull up something here for, for you, my man. Mm. Okay, because mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up their set list and and then you can go and look at at set list from from 15 years ago to two weeks ago. I it's basically I did not story. say that they don't haven't changed their set list up. I'm saying they, they don't ahead. have a lot of songs. You're out of your fucking mind. All right, look, here's, I'm going to tell you right now. Here's everything, okay? Off Flesh and Blood, you have Unskinny Bop, Ride the Wind, and Something to Believe in. That's just three. I like Let It Play. You don't want it. That's fine. That's three songs right there. Look what the cat dragged in. They don't even do it. They they, they do. Look what the cat dragged in, which is a great song. Right. Uh, They do Ride the Wind. Okay. Talk Dirty to Me is great. They they do a, a terrible cover of your mama don't dance. I'm not a fan of that song either. Uh, I love Fallen Angel. That's the, uh, I think that's their second best song. It's a great one. Yeah, uh, they do Unskinny Bop. Yeah. Love that one. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I hate Every Rose Has a So oh. do I. Uh, nothing but a good time. My favorite all time metal heavy metal uh, hair metal song, by the way. Okay, so they have Open Up Say Ah, Flesh and Blood. Look what the uh, Patrick then. Do yep. they have any more albums after that? They also have. Um, that up 
commercial that have yeah been no out. i mean native tongue should have been a monster that should have been a monster record but they weren't the, the the universe wasn't ready for this album yet with richie Cotson. stand is a great song richie still plays it live sometimes and uh fire and ice is a great great song they don't play that anymore i'm yeah i'm trying to think of of albums and songs that are it was there there are a lot of good songs there are a right. lot of yeah. But are they big? You know, but they're not big. And I was thinking about this with movies today. What makes them? You know, when you when you talk about what makes a classic movie or or or, or a great movie is it because it, uh, it was commercially successful? Could could it be something that no one really saw, but it's just artistically really good? I think I think with Poison, listen, they were fine for for, for their day. They're good. I just don't think they have a very deep catalog. That see, they would be a band that I would say they don't they don't go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they'll never go in. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not that's they, they were never never taken seriously is what it is. You know, there's other bands from that era who were taken a little more seriously. And you're right. You're right in a way, because the first three albums, right? You only say they have four albums, but the first three albums put out five, six, seven songs each. I, album. And, and that's it. That's where it stops. That's why I say that when you're playing a headlining set, you got to do two, like, like Metallica. You know, they, they different can play, level, different, they can, different they can, level. Oh, right. They can play three nights at Giant Stadium, you know, play for three hours and play three different sets. Poison can't do that. No, Poison can't do that. They're always going to be either the headline band with like another headline band co-headlining with them. They're not going to sell out PNC. But even, if, but even if they're doing like a, cl- a club date. Club date, they sell out. If they're doing Starland, they sell that out. They they do oh, Hammerstein Bowl, and they sell it out. They're bigger than that now. They'll they'll play. They can sell out PNC now after the stadium tour. They got such good buzz off of that tour. You froze. So did you? Okay. And I think we can. End okay, I'll, I'll give you an eighties band before we go. Okay. That, that I think has a much much deeper catalog. Mm-hmm. Rat. You. You are insane. You are sometimes, you know, I think you say things to fuck with me. And then I'm like, no, you know what? He is, he's not smart enough to do that. And then you pull out something like this with rat. And then I just realized that your taste for music is in the fucking toilet. They're horrible. They have four uh, songs. Oh, uh, listen, you, you don't you don't know them. They, they round are, and round, way cool junior. Uh, what's the other two? I did gave them say, four, but there's I think there's only two. Did, did you say way cool junior? Yeah. <laughs> Love and use a dirty job, but someone's gotta do it. Ooh, it's, fucking catchy. It's a, it's a great play on words. Lay it down. And that's Lay about it. Down it. Is a great song. That's it. They got four songs. Do you want to talk about somebody milking a headline set? That's a band right there to no, do. They, that. They, are, they are a great band. In fact, there was talk that if Molly couldn't uh do the stadium tour, Rat was considered one of the bands that could fill in. Never happened. They would they, they would lose ticket sales. They wouldn't lose ticket sales. Rat Rat is a huge band. There was two bands that could have filled in for Motley Crue. Two bands and two bands only. Would one of them be Bon Jovi? Three bands only. <laughs> bon Jovi, Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses. Only three bands that could have filled in that spot. I think Aerosmith and keep and keep the ticket Aerosmith. sales. And I think Aerosmith would have been the better option personally. Would. Would Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith would they have been willing to flip flop with Def Leppard as the as co headliners? No, and that's why they couldn't even be on that. That's yeah, I, I that I agree with. I think Bon Jovi. I don't even think Bon Jovi would have flip flopped to be honest. 
I think I think those three have the big egos out of all of them. I think Def Leppard's a little more grounded. I will say, I think another band that could have done this. Who? Def Leppard and Bon Jovi. Yeah. I think another band that could have filled in, and I hate saying this, is Journey. Journey, I do well, they did that tour already. Yeah, that's the only band I think that could have that could have filled in because you gotta remember you gotta have somebody with a marquee name. And that's it. There's not many marquee name bands out there anymore. Before we go, next year, the Journey's 50th, 50th anniversary, and there's talk of bringing Steve Perry back uh, for that tour. I would like to see that. I would like to see that. And this is what I wanted to do with Anthrax. You know, I wanted to see, you know, a Belladonna set and bring John Bush out for a couple of songs. So you can't deny that whole era. So I would love to see Steve Perry come out. And then you have uh, Arnold come out and do, you know, most of the set. Did you hear rumors about something called the Kitchen Sink Tour with Van Halen? No. The Kitchen Sink Tour, and this is this was confirmed, um, that what they were going to do is Van Halen wanted to do like one last big tour, and there's still talks of doing it in some capacity. Oh, this, yes, I have heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they would come out, they would go with Dave, Sammy, Gary Sharon, okay? And, they, they, and each would have done songs from, from their era. Now, as part of the kind of a tribute, I don't think you can do something like that as a tour now. No, so maybe you do it kind of like what the Foo Fighters are doing. Maybe a one-off a, show. A, yeah, a, you, know, you know, maybe one in England, one in in California. Mm-hmm. I think it's one show in LA, and that's it. And I think it's at the Whiskey. I don't even think it's at, a, at the Forum. Or I think it's like they pack it into a thousand, two thousand seat place. And, but and you would have to put that like on some type of page. You sell it, yeah. You bought you 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 mic it up. You you do the DVD. Oh, I would see that in a heartbeat. They, but they were talking about getting, you know, a couple of different uh, guitar players and you would have, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Wolf band open up the show. Mm-hmm. And then he'd come on and do a couple of songs and Alex would play drums and, you know, you'd bring this band home and just really, you know, I wish, I wish Van Halen would do this. Well, Jason Newstead was the one who leaked that story. Right. That's right. He was one of the people that was supposed to be in it with Joe Satriani. Yeah. Who's the only person I think is overrated. Joe Satriani? Yeah. Not a fan. I think I think Steve Vai is a is a benefit. Yeah, there's a great ver- I don't know if you heard this yet. There's a great version of uh Cult of Personality that was redone uh and it just came out two weeks ago with Steve Vai playing the guitar line on it. I could see him playing that. Same yeah, stuff. it's a little different. It's a little different, but uh that's one of my favorite songs ever. And uh I don't know. Great heavy song. Absolutely. All right, guys. Hey, listen, man, this was an intro this was an interesting show. Uh, I love these type of shows. I love these lists. Uh, it, it's interesting to see where you're coming from on this, and you know what we kind, where we kind of like. We it's funny that we we met right in the middle with "Seek and Destroy" as our number five song, and we had four. I think what four songs, the same Pretty or five? Much. Yeah, but I'm still shocked that you don't have "Stay But True" in your in your top ten. It was cut. I put I did that with nothing else matters. That's why I went to, I went the soft side of Metallica. Yes. Okay. Uh, also, there was one other note I wanted to say about uh, uh, Metallica. And you had added um, a cover, and I, I just put songs that Metallica wrote. But another great, great, great Metallica cover is Turn the Page. Yeah, it's a great one. I think that's the best cover on that album. They do another great one of Die, Die, My Darling by the Misfits. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. Makes it very, very heavy. And uh, Stone Cold Crazy, they covered a Queen song, which, yeah. and they make it brutally heavy. But there's um there's a couple of different versions of turn the page. That's the best one. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it, I think that's uh, 
I was asked to do uh, songs that are better than the original. When I did this podcast with my buddies the other day, and uh, they wanted the top three. That was on my list. I had like 12 songs. That was on that list. What else did you put? I'm curious on this now. Uh, I had Hurt by Nine Inch Nails was my number one uh, with the Johnny Cash version. I, I had a feeling. That's a, that's a, you I, can't. You can't it, not. It better than the original? Yes. Trent Reznor. It's a phenomenal cover. I'll, I'll no, make you that. Trent Reznor has said that is not my song anymore. Like, that's when you know it's uh, it's a it's a great cover. Um, I put I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston, covering mm-hmm. Dolly Parton. Um, there was another one, that uh, Bad Company by Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, cover. I don't know if it's better than the original, but it's a, it's a great cover. Yeah, I, th- I thought it, and it, that kind of put them on the map. What about Train Kept the Rolling? Mm, not mm-hmm. a fan. Not a fan of that. I'm, I'm not a super deep Aerosmith fan, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a great thing. Maybe we'll do that on the next uh, on the on the next one of these lists. We'll pick a top five. Oh, I picked uh, my number two is "Simple Man" by Shinedown. I, I I don't I don't know how you could pick anything over Skinner's version. Of that that's just... this is such a great version. When, when, when my when my son gets married, I hope he picks that as uh, his song that he dances with his mother. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Great, great song. All right. <laughs> Yeah, but now we can't do the show because we just did it right here. No, we can do it. We'll go. People forget. Sean, have a good week. Uh, you as well, you're off next week, right? I'm off next week. I think I have a co-host for you. I'll text you off the air to let you know who it is. And uh, yeah, keep hitting subscribe. We gotta get those likes up a little bit. We do. Adam, have a good week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care, Later. everybody. Bye.